Welcome to the Team FNC podcast, where we aim to improve your knowledge and understanding of nutrition. So, is soy good or bad? Well, short answer for anyone who only has 10 seconds to listen to the podcast, the answer is soy is good. But if you want an extended version, keep listening. So, we should first consider that looking at one particular food or ingredient in isolation is not generally a realistic way to look at nutrition. So our health consists of so many individual lifestyle factors and we eat a variety of foods which are all just pieces of a jigsaw puzzle put together. But that being said, the scientific evidence overwhelmingly indicates that soy is good. Soy has been part of the human diet for over 10,000 years and was introduced to Western countries within the last 300 years. It's a complete protein source, meaning it contains all essential amino acids, and it's a great choice for anyone looking to diversify their protein intake. In the last 20 years, soy consumption has really ramped up, and so has research investigating if it's safe for us to eat and drink soy products. When we say it's well-researched, we really do mean it, and there are more than 2,000 published papers on soy. So soy consumption is associated with a reduced risk of cardiovascular disease, stroke and coronary heart disease, slightly lower cholesterol, reduced blood pressure in people who have high blood pressure, reduced risk of prostate cancer in at-risk men, reduced risk of breast cancer in Asian women, and reduced hot flashes in menopausal women. So why do people say that soy is bad? So soy contains something called isoflavones. Soy is pretty much the only food we eat with these isoflavones. However, they are also found in red clover. And this is where the first soy is bad message actually started from, in the red clover. In the 1940s in Western Australia, farmers had breeding issues with their sheep that were eating clover. And in the 1980s, cheetahs in zoos had fertility issues after eating soy. The isoflavones was the common factor between the two stories and the reputation of isoflavones was temporarily ruined. These isoflavones looked very similar to estrogen. In animals, they were found to have estrogen-like effects, so they are classed as phytoestrogens and they decreased fertility. Breast cancer is also linked to estrogen levels, and in early research, it is, it's unclear if isoflavones had a meaningful effect on human estrogen levels, but it was certainly a concern. That was three strikes against isoflavones and soy. And then there were a couple of reports in humans of adverse health effects which may have been linked to soy. The first one was a 60-year-old man had developed man boobs, erectile problems, and decreased libido. When tested, his estrogen levels were very high. He reported drinking three litres of soy milk daily. After giving up his indulgent soy milk habit, his symptoms slowly deteriorated. The second one was a 19-year-old man who suffered sudden erectile dysfunction and loss of libido after switching to a vegan diet, which was extremely high in soy. He was eating about 360 milligrams of isoflavones per day from soy. In Asia, where soy is 100 to 150% more popular than Western cultures, intakes are typically up to 100 milligrams of isoflavones per day. After he stopped the vegan diet, he regained full sexual function within a year. Now, if you want to stop men from doing something, telling them that it will cause man boobs and erectile dysfunction is a pretty good way of doing it. 
We note that the studies on these cases could not directly conclude that soy was the sole cause of the symptoms and also keep in mind that those symptoms, which may have been impacted by their extreme soy intakes, were not permanent and both men recovered. However, now we can say that there have been more than 15 trials which have directly tested whether soy and isoflavones in varying quantities impact testosterone and fertility. When consumed in reasonable quantities, soy does not impact testosterone, fertility, the growth of man boobs, or having feminizing effects. We can also say that research indicates that despite some animals having estrogen levels impacted by consuming isoflavones, humans don't seem to digest soy in the same way. And in terms of breast cancer risk, as mentioned at the start, research indicates that it either reduces the risk of breast cancer or has no impact at all. So what is a reasonable amount of soy to eat? So there are no recommendations in relation to soy quantities in Australia. The Australian guidelines encourages the consumption of 2.5 serves of dairy per day or a calcium fortified soy milk in its place, as well as 2.5 to 3 serves of lean meat, fish or tofu. With no consideration for food variety, it could be interpreted that the Australian Dietary Guidelines support up to 5.5 serves of soy products per day. The guidelines are dependent on gender and age, and these figures are for adult males. Adult females would be 2.5 serves of soy milk and 2.5 serves of tofu. A 2016 review suggests that 2 to 4 serves of soy milk per day is associated with the benefits of soy. So take from that what you wish. However, we'd, we'd be comfortable with up to five serves of soy per day based on what we've read during the research. In reality though, we would always aim for a varied diet and five serves of any particular food source each day might mean that you're neglecting variety. So soy is healthy in the context of a well-balanced diet. The research is now overwhelmingly in support of soy consumption, but good news travels slowly and bad news lingers. Fair enough too. When a food isn't well researched and there are indications that it might be risky, who wouldn't be cautious? However, with more research and more direct research in humans, the fear mongering about soy is no longer justified. Keep in mind that nutrition is nuanced. It's not a case of whether soy is good or bad. Soy seems to be a completely safe, legitimate source of protein and nutrients. Scientific claims are not that soy is a cure for disease, but that for some diseases, including soy in the context of an overall balanced approach to nutrition and healthy lifestyle, is likely to be a positive. No matter what your approach to nutrition is, you can certainly get joy from some soy. So at FNC, we can help you no matter what your approach to nutrition is, whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, or a meat eater trying to mix it up with some soy. We understand and respect different lifestyles, ethics, and choices. So if this is what you need, an understanding and supportive human to talk to, to help with advice and guidance, an objective set of eyes to see what you can improve to move towards your goal in the easiest possible way, we work with real people and get real results. So if you would like to learn more about nutrition and get the support, guidance, and accountability of a coach, then sign up for one-on-one -on -one nutrition coaching today by clicking the link in our show notes.